1: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm here in the studio, uh, starting with Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Pretty good. How are you, Neil? I'm doing well. And Ken, how are you? Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, coming to us from L.A. is Matt. How are you, Matt? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, so full studio here, uh, home and abroad. Uh, good to see everyone. Uh, Matt, I just uh, got back from LA, where we spent some time together. That <laughs> was a fun time. Yeah, you got to see the LA studio.
4: That made it pretty nice out here. You got a, a see, desk. See,
3: hung satellite a hung office. one
5: picture on the wall.
3: Yep, and we got to um, we got to see uh, just the, you know the the one pan back there. We got to cook one egg, and
4: it was good. <laughs> Yeah, and then filled my sink up with the one dish. I understand. <laughs> uh,
3: so uh, we were in L.A. together, and, and we had a kind of a fun story. Uh, we went to a place called Little Bar, which was uh, recommended to me by uh, our friend Justin Shady, who I've been to many times. It's a great, great little bar, uh, sort of in the La Brea area. And uh, Matt and I were there for a while. And Matt, I'll let you finish the story. But we were there till about one thirty, and we were ready to leave when we, uh, we actually were kind of yelled at to stop.
4: Yeah, there's these two girls that were really kind of struggling with one of those video trivia games that you put money in and you don't win anything. Um, and then uh, just started answering all the actors from Lord of the Rings, more or less. And uh, she's like, how do you know that? What do you do? Yes. Uh, start <laughs> telling her about the podcast
3: yeah we told, told them about the podcasts uh their names were emily and kate so we appreciate you guys uh talking to us about the podcasts and we played for quite a while uh on the trivia game and if it was for money i think we would have won a lot of money but uh we did our part uh as um i don't know like trivia or trivia knights and no armor you, you did know. okay on uh, lord of the rings questions i got them all right oh. and then matt was like what are you doing you hate lord of the rings i was like i know who's he in knows it, the though. actors yeah um, so yeah, it was fun. Uh, so we had, a, we had a fun time, so thank you to them, and uh, thank you to Matt for uh, for hosting me. It was a, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about you guys? Uh, anything here before we introduce our special guests? I'm just really excited to introduce our special guest. All right, well, Ken, I'm going to leave it to you to introduce our special guest, because he's a Patreon uh, supporter at the United States Champion level. He's been on the show before with uh, Ryan Clefcorn Myers as a contestant, but he's written a game for us
5: today. It's Peter Wynn. How you doing?
0: I am doing well today, Uh, guys. How are you today?
5: We're great. Thanks. Glad to be here with uh, you guys and
0: Matt in L.A. And uh, this is going to be the first game that I've ever written. So we'll see how it goes. It has been play tested, So hopefully these questions aren't too hard. Yeah, we're really looking forward
5: to it.
3: And you're wearing a Triviality t-shirt. Thank you. An orange t-shirt. Branded logo there from inktonscreen.com. So thank you for for wearing that and supporting us uh, over at the merchandise table. My pleasure,
0: I'm. This is one of my uh, preferred t-shirts. I do have over a hundred of them. So uh, I do like this t-shirt. It's comfortable and I love the logo. And of course, it's an orange, which is my favorite color. Yeah. Now you are
1: I saying like you have over a hundred Triviality t-shirts, correct? Right. Yeah. Correct. Okay, yes. Great.
0: And all different colors and all the styles <laughs> and everything like
5: that. Yeah, and after the show, make sure you check out our merch table. You know, we got uh, t-shirts and back pins, uh, our uh, merch, concert posters. Our
1: table from back in the days when you were in a band. Yeah, just,
3: talk to, merch. just talk to the the girl back there. And- <laughs> We'll take sure. a we'll take a Polaroid with you. Uh, well, Peter, uh, thank you for writing a game for us today. And uh, you said it was play tested. Anyone you want to give a shout out to?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Dustin Rush. He's the one who helped me play test all the questions. Um, and Ryan Clefcord Myers did help me with one of the questions, which I had to toss out because I figured if he couldn't get it, probably nobody could.
4: All right. <laughs> Well, uh, Maybe we'll, we'll save that one for a bonus afterwards. Yeah, challenge accepted.
3: Yeah, we'll have to save that one. Uh, well, I guess uh, let's just get started. I'm going to team up with Matt because I just got back from L.A., so we're still in that L.A. energy. Uh, L.A. I, my,
5: confidential?
3: Yeah, let's be L.A. Confidential, Matt.
5: That sounds good. And we'll be uh, Illinois by Sufjan Stevens.
3: Ooh, all right. So L.A. Confidential versus Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. And uh, let's go to the rules guy. And since Ryan Corn Myers was one of your playtesters, let's see if he can... If you can do a Ryan Cliff Myers impression.
6: Hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round... Players' wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop!
5: His Ryan Clefcorn Myers impression really sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. It's,
3: it's really weird. It is really weird. You think he'd, yeah, he wouldn't have as much yelling, but...
5: Why'd he start with, hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried? I don't know. It's <laughs> sort of like a meta mind twist. I don't know. I, thought that I was, was hoping for the Sinbad one,
4: but maybe next time. Yeah, Ryan, I
5: mean, He's quirky. Yeah, Sinbad's on sale in the uh, in the store. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: For the for the uh, rules reading store that we. I don't, I don't we think use.
5: I don't think we want
3: Sinbad, do we? <laughs> he, I don't know. He he took care of the first kid. I don't know. So uh, Peter, uh, feel free to take it away. We're really excited to play your your first game.
0: Okay, we will start off with question number one. The category is The Godfather. The natural health company Goop was established in 2008 by Gwyneth Paltrow. She's widely known as being the daughter of Bruce Paltrow and Blythe Danner. However, who is Gwyneth's godfather? He might even give her some purple gifts.
5: Uh, Matt, I can lock this in. Yeah, I think I'm okay here, too. Because I think it's uh, Francis Ford Coppola, who's the godfather, who also directed Godfather. What's the purple gifts reference? Hmm i don't know super into prince something about oh yeah it might be prince uh whatever go ahead
3: um i so matt um i was thinking of drew barrymore for some reason because steven spielberg is her grandfather godfather but uh i actually actually think it's also spielberg but i I can't remember i'm gonna say spielberg
5: all right your answer is steven spielberg that's right that
1: came
3: up on a color purple yeah Mm -hmm.
5: The color purple sorry I should have I got it I got it mixed up so I was thinking because she that's played
3: uh, she played young Wendy in hook that's right um, when she was like a teenager it might have been her first first role or first big role
0: yeah all right question number two time for a makeover what cosmetics company is headquartered in Poole Dorset in the UK And has a philosophy of only using natural products. They produce all sorts of shower, bath, and beauty products using only vegetarian or vegan recipes. They also do not use any ethanol in their products, so you can't get drunk from using them.
5: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, one of these companies. So we're gonna put that one, and we're locked in.
4: It fits
1: with the clue too,
0: Uh,
4: Matthew. It's lush, right? Oh, are are they vegan? Yeah, and um. Yeah, the soaps that, taste great. Yeah, your uh, your brother's girlfriend is a was always talking about this product, and I know that uh, when I worked with her and uh, a Lush is someone who drinks a lot, so it makes sense for the clue.
5: Ah, okay, I'm good with that. If you want to lock that in,
4: yep, lock in.
5: Yep, I'm a huge fan of Lush, and I'm uh, I've been cleaned with their soap this morning, and we put Lush.
0: And your answer is Lush. I also use a lot of their products.
3: I'm surprised they haven't used that famous song. Is it Hush, right? The Hush,
5: Hush, Hush, lush, yeah. yeah. That, that's Is such like an, deep purple? Yeah, that's such an untapped I market. I don't, I don't think they have any commercials. I guess they don't need them, right? They're Is so they're popular? in every mall in America. So. Not, not
4: for their demographic either, I could imagine. Right. Yeah.
5: <laughs> 12 <laughs> year so. old
4: girls love Deep Purple.
3: <laughs> they're on Snapchat. Deep Purple, the, like putting the bath bomb in the bath. <laughs> Is their follow up commercial just smoke on the water? <laughs> no, it's vape on the water. Sorry, Peter. Feel free.
0: Alright, question number three. Things from my childhood. What company in partnership with Mattel produced such toys in the 90s like Gak and Floam? Surprisingly enough, they don't make jukeboxes.
5: I think we're good to luck in here. Okay. What's the jukebox clue? I don't know, because I was thinking it
3: was
4: Nickelodeon.
3: Gak. I remember Gak. I used to play with it. Um...
4: Yeah, and then foam was the um, it was like foam, but it was gross. I don't know. It had like it was like a a crunchy kind of thing. It was yeah. weird. I I'm know. not
3: sure. I, the jukebox clue is I, I bet there's like must be like a famous company of jukeboxes, and I can't like Wurlitzer, but I don't think that's a jukebox.
4: Well, then I was thinking of the Fonz, but I don't know if it'd be like oh
3: oh yeah like Winkler yeah. Let's just go Nickelodeon because I I have no idea.
5: Yep. We also said Nickelodeon because uh, I think officially GAC was like kind of meant to be what they slimed everybody with on the show. On the oh. shows. So Nickelodeon. And your answer is
0: Nickelodeon. Ooh. Good. Yeah. Nickelodeon is also it's informally known uh, as a jukebox because you just throw a nickel into oh, it. The original Nickelodeon. <laughs> yes,
3: that's OK.
5: OK, so now we've uh, magically made an audio correction and uh, we will continue on to question four.
0: All right, question number four is going to be in math. Every triangle has three interior angles. When you add up all three of these angles, how many degrees do you have? You can turn around and look behind you for the answer.
4: We're locked in. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Matt? Yeah, it's, I think it's 360. Mm. Yeah, but or if he no. says turn around, no, wouldn't no, it no, it would it be 180? Right. That, that wouldn't make any sense. Cause... Haven't
5: you ever played the game 1080 on Nintendo 64, Matt?
4: <laughs> I have. Uh, I was more of a Cool Borders man myself. Um, oh,
5: get out of here.
3: I don't even want to see your face right now. <laughs> 1080 was the really cool snowboarding game, right? Yeah. yeah. I love that game. Uh, <laughs> Jansuke Yeah, oh, That was great. Oh, man, that game's classic. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Just 180?
4: Yeah, it's it's 180 because it, I think an isosceles with the right angle would be 90 and 45-45, so that'd be 180.
3: Okay. All right. We're going to lock it with
1: 180. Yep. Um, if you have 360 interior degrees, that would be a square or some kind of quadrilateral. So we said 180.
0: And your answer is 180. Nice. Okay, question number five. This question should be a softball. How many innings are in a standard game of softball? Hint, Brad Pitt told me it's not nine.
3: Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know this one, Matt. Uh, Are you locked in, Jeff? Yeah, we're locked in. I believe softball Mm -hmm. is seven, not nine.
1: Yeah,
4: and Brad uh, Pitt was also in seven. So, yes. Seven.
1: All right. And we said
3: seven.
0: And your answer is seven. Right. All Crushed right. The game. And now, Peter, is
3: that so seven the... with the number seven as the V? Yes. yes, well,
0: yes it is that seven with the number seven as a V.
3: So, yeah, it is uh, 50 for L.A. Confidential to 40 for Illinois by Sufian Stevens.
0: All right. Question number six, sibling rivalry. The founders of which two shoe companies, known primarily for making athletic shoes, were brothers?
5: We're Lactin.
4: Yep. Neil, you've you've asked this one, haven't you? Yes, uh, it's one of my favorite trivia facts. I
3: believe it would be uh, the Puma and Adidas. Not brothers, but they those are the shoe companies. The Puma and Adidas brothers. I'm gonna just call them that. <laughs> yeah, that was Puma Adidas.
5: That's <laughs> yeah. their last name. <laughs> yeah, uh, me and Jeff had this trivia question uh, last Come Monday. Up. Yep. Um, we were fighting by ourselves since Matt is in LA and Neil is slacking on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Adidas and Puma.
0: All right. And your answers are Adidas and Puma. Uh, the brothers being Adolf Dassler and Rudolf Dassler.
3: Mm. And Dasher and Don are Dassler. Uh, we're not in the shoe business.
5: And Puma and Blitzen.
0: <laughs> All right. Next one category is going to be you're the tops
5: who my man he fights like a (laughs) moron
0: what series of trading cards originated in 1985 and was designed to spoof another popular toy at the time by depicting variations of characters with deformities abnormalities or suffering horrible
5: fates it was very trashy humor
1: i feel like can our lives just are are aligning with this game yeah that's
5: true yeah so we're locked in Yeah. yeah Yep. Yeah, one. it's
4: uh, garbage. Pail kids, right?
3: Yeah, one of my favorite things to collect. I loved the movie, which was very disturbing. There's um, a movie. Oh, there's a movie. Oh, uh-huh. it's bad. It, Live action. Oh yeah. Oh.
5: F- yeah.
3: There, there are, there are actors of a smaller stature in giant suits, looking just like the characters from the cards. And there's like a, uh, an alien goo that they have to. It's crazy. It's it it's sounds amazing. Like nightmare fuel. Oh, it's. If you haven't seen it, just look it up. Garbage Pail Kids, watch it. It's uh it's gross, but I loved it as a kid. I was I watched that and Howard the Duck at the same time, like every day. It's back and forth. But that, that
5: explains so explains that explains much. <laughs> Anyways, our <laughs> answer is also garbage pail kids. Something I never really understood the appeal of, but uh sure, garbage pail kids.
0: Yeah, this is the garbage pail kids.
5: Have you seen the movie, Peter?
0: I have seen the movie. Do I <laughs> am I glad I saw it? No. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, if I ever get in the mood to give myself sleep paralysis, I'll, I'll watch that movie.
0: <laughs> All right. Question number eight. Strap your boots on for this one. Coleco Industries made the famous Cabbage Patch Kids and the groundbreaking Coleco Vision game console. At one point, they were also the largest manufacturer of above-ground swimming pools, but none of this is how Coleco began its business. What does Coleco stand for?
1: I'm guessing it's maybe... Co, Lee, and then Co for Company. So, I don't know what you can get out of that, but... Yeah. Colorado.
3: Leak. <laughs> they grew leaks. <laughs> this is Gary Cole's company. Yeah, Character actor, Gary Cole.
1: <laughs> Famous character actor, Gary Cole. The vice president of everything you've ever league. seen. Yeah, it makes them funny.
5: I've already done two jokes. Is that not enough for you? No. <laughs> Are you not entertained? We're, we're tapping now. I've already done my yeah. two jokes for the day. I'm under contract for two jokes. And a that's two joke two jokes and a butt double.
3: Yeah. Um, you guys are giving up? Yeah. Yeah, they're giving up. Matt, any ideas here?
4: So I'm I thought maybe Cole C O L isn't that the abbreviation for colonel? Um Oh, you know what? That's I think it might be something military and eco meaning. Like eco like uh eco friendly or a Yeah, I, or, I
3: like that idea because his clue,
5: his category name was Strap your boots.
4: Yeah, so it might, be, it might be like military fatigues or something like that.
5: If that's the answer, I won't feel bad because I would have never, ever gotten there. All right, what is it, Peter? The
0: answer is the Connecticut Leather Company.
5: Oh. <laughs> Ooh,
4: we were not even close.
0: Okay, question number nine. Some things people like to catch. In the popular Pokemon franchise, most people are familiar with Pikachu the yellow electric type Pokemon based on a Pika, a cousin of the rabbit. What most people aren't familiar with is that Pikachu is an evolved form of another creature and can evolve into a third form. What are the names of the first stage and the third stage of evolution of Pikachu?
4: We're locked in. Oh, I wanted to lock in first.
3: I have no idea, Matt. Uh, Colleen's the one who plays Pokemon Go, so you're going to have to talk uh, about this. Do you still
4: well, play Pokemon little, Go, Matt? Little... Oh, yeah, I'm up to like 480. I'm disgusting. Uh, <laughs> way too much uh the little baby pikachu is named uh pichu and then he evolves into raichu if you give him a thunderstone so those are the two pichu and raichu and i think they're in smash which is probably why jeff knows it
1: no jeff knows it because um he loves pokemon uh the original 151 um knew them all uh, Pikachu is 25, Raichu is 26 um, and then when the abomination... You
5: would, you would be the kind of person who memorizes Pokemon by their number.
1: Yeah. yeah, And you I'm, talk in the third person. I'm exactly Jeff,
5: that kind of person. Jeff plays
1: Pokemon. He does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, um, the and then when the uh, the second wave came along, uh, I thought Pichu was an abomination
3: so we said Pichu and Raichu.
0: Alright, go and are our Pichu and Raichu.
3: Pichu and Raichu. Raichu also in Street Fighter, right, Ken? Yes. <laughs> as Ken enjoys his coffee.
0: Question number <laughs> 10. Hey, buddy. Polly Shore is best known for his roles in comedy films in the 90s, such as Encino Man and Biodome. However, prior to this, Polly got his start in 1989 as a host on what television network? Hmm... It,
5: um... Yeah, we can lock in. Okay. I'm sure it's the I'm same sick. thing. Well, actually, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll lock in too. You guys, you're yeah, locked we're, we're locked in. It's,
4: it, he was an MTV VJ, wasn't he? Was I thought it? so. I thought it was MTV, Cause I think that's where the the weasel character comes from. He would come on and be annoying. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- all I, th-
3: <laughs> I thought Peter was going for. Um, I thought he was going to say like his, his his mom was the famous owner the of the comedy, comedy store, store. And I thought that's what he was yeah. going to go for. But he actually went VJ route. But I think it's MTV.
5: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I want my MTV. Yep, we guessed MTV.
0: All right, the answer is MTV. All right. Job.
5: So a pretty strong okay. game so far. Um, looks like uh, LA Confidential has 90 points, and uh, we have 80. So 90 to 80. Um, so before we go into the swing round, Peter, um,
3: why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to, because you haven't been on the show in a while, so anything uh, new and exciting in your world?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm still a pharmacist. Um working for a very large pharmacy uh, and um, other than that not a whole lot news been going on in my life I uh, lead a pretty boring life but uh, I do listen to a lot of you guys one of the most uh, anticipated podcasts I listen to every single week um, yeah you guys always make me crack up so I do appreciate that uh, and yeah other than that things have just been going status quo
3: Thank you for saying that. Uh, We we like to think of ourselves as the uh, doctor-prescribed amount of comedy, and and you're the one who gets to prescribe the right amount. So a low dosage? A low dosage, yeah. Mm.
5: So one more thing. Just the right dosage. One more thing before we uh, go on to the swing round. What is going on with this Christmas sweater? (laughs) Oh, it is December, uh, beginning of December, December 1st.
3: Uh, So I'm wearing a Roadhouse Christmas sweater. It has Dalton on it, and it
5: says... 1989 ringing around the top yep uh and then patrick swayze uh in silhouette making some fists yep and it says
1: well i think the the one is open-handed if i look at the roadhouse poster behind me uh, okay
3: <laughs> and it says be nice <laughs> until it's time not to be nice to not be nice so um yeah it's a cool christmas sweater i figured i'd wear it uh to mark the the season um it's very sharp
1: it's like all in black and it's got silver and gold uh yeah, it comes from China. It was very late
3: last year, it's so I think like it's made it. of a tent or something. <laughs> I, it it's could It's the be shiniest material. sweater I've ever seen. It's very shiny. Uh, I wore yeah, It t-
4: being a, it being January now, um, if you're going to order a Christmas sweater from China, you should get those orders in if you want them by Christmas, because they, they take a little bit.
3: Yeah, I, I got this last year, and it took forever to come. But I, I'm wearing it um, uh, as a thank you to all of our patrons, including Peter, uh, for your... Um, for your, your donations and for your help with the show. Um, it's, it's this like a, is
4: where your money is going, just so you know. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah. No, this is from my own pocket. But no, it's uh, um, just a way to say thank you uh, because you are giving us gifts. And uh, this is a, a Christmas sweater. So it all
5: ties in. Maybe we'll post a picture.
3: Yeah, we'll post a picture. And thank you to the patrons, too, by the way, who sent us Christmas cards. That was really cool uh, to our, our work address. We appreciate that. We read them all. We looked at them and hung them up on the wall and all that good stuff. So thank you very much for doing that and jeff where can people find uh patreon
1: so thank you neil yeah people can find us at uh, patreon.com slash triviality podcast uh link is in the show notes that'll get you over to our site and you can see what options might be great for you if you wanted to support us um support at any level is very much appreciated there's a lot of great things over there um some of our bonus episodes are phenomenal uh we had a recent wager that we fulfilled uh which goes up for patrons at every level um which i adore um I really, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, Neil, and uh, the show is kind of one of the best things I feel like we do. Um, and I, I had a great moment when we were, we were doing the, the recent payoff for the bet, and uh, I just uh, I really thought about how, how wonderful the support of our patrons is and how I'm glad we can give things like that back to them. So if well, you want to tell be, them what it is so they want to see it. That's true. So uh, <laughs> the punishment was a reading of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And every other stanza is a different celebrity impression done by Ken and Neil. And we did our best. I think I tried tried. for like 20 minutes. (laughs) I was just in absolute stitches. So uh, if that's something that appeals to you and dear God, I hope it is. um, You can find that and more at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. All right. On to the swing
5: round.
0: Okay. Your swing rounds category is I Ain't Afraid of No Ghost. (laughs) Phasmophobia is the Fear of Ghosts. I am going to give you 12 different phobias, I just need you to let me know, what is that the fear of?
3: Mm -hmm. All right.
0: All right. Your first one is going to be ornithophobia. That's O-R-N-I-T-H-O phobia. Your second one is apophobia. That's A-P-I phobia. Number three is anthophobia, that is A-N-T-H-O-phobia. Number four is dendrophobia, that is D-E-N-D-R-O-phobia. Next one is selenophobia, that is S-E-L-E-N-O-phobia. Next one is phylophobia, philo Phobia. Next is going to be siderophobia, that is S-I-D-E-R-O, phobia. Next is going to be uranophobia, that is O-U-R-A-N-O, phobia. Next is going to be gynophobia, G-Y-N-O, phobia. Number 10 will be androphobia. That is A N D R O phobia. Number 11 is philemophobia. That is P H I L E M O phobia. And your last one is going to be nyctophobia. N Y C T O phobia.
5: Hmm. All right, we'll discuss and be back with our
6: answers.
3: and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: Okay, all the answers are now locked in, so let's uh, let's review these and see how badly we did. Yeah, let's get through this, because it's not good.
0: <laughs> all right, your first one, ornithophobia, LA Confidential, what did you say?
3: We uh, we just thought this was um, Alfred Hitchcock, so we said orn- ornithology for birds, so we went with birds. Yeah, I know this one because I'm a bad person. I had a former manager who has
1: ornithophobia, and she had a desk calendar that she uh, didn't want to w- open to one of the months because it had a giant photo of a bird, so I made sure to alter that and post it all over her office.
5: And you, and you gave her uh, one of those <laughs> drinking birds for yes. for Christmas. Yes, the ones yeah. that balance. So birds.
0: Yes, it is a field of birds. And for
4: apophobia, Uh really confidential. Um, yeah, uh, we weren't too sure on this one. So for apophobia, we thought it might be running out of data and not being able to download any more apps.
5: That's funny because we said it's a uh, fear of the app Tinder. Oh.
0: Apophobia <laughs> is the fear of bees.
4: Ah, apiary. That's right. The
5: bees. Oh. Nicolas Cage had that, right? Yeah. So, um. Wicker man. <laughs> Anything but the bees.
0: What about for anthophobia?
3: Yeah, we thought, uh, you know, anthropomorph- anthro- oh I can't say it. Can, uh, anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic. Thank you. Matt and I tried to say it for like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, we just thought that this is... Uh, you're afraid of the results from your 23andMe. and um, I just think this is the fear of
1: people.
0: It is the fear of flowers. Oh. Hmm.
4: it makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah.
3: yeah, Jeff has that. He never brings flowers to me. Ever.
0: Not anymore. What about for dendrophobia?
4: Uh, This one we thought we might have a clue. I thought it had something to do with teeth, and a common fear is your teeth falling out, so we put
5: teeth falling out. Yeah, we just put teeth.
0: Dendrophobia is the fear of trees.
5: Oh, wow. (laughs) Not doing so good.
4: (laughs) A lot of nature in this so far. People do not like being outside, I guess.
0: What about porcelainophobia?
3: Yeah, this one uh, was sort of a a knee-jerk reaction to the... uh, american music awards performance from selena gomez we said that you're afraid of selena gomez singing live <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um we said the moon the however
0: it is the moon
3: oh god how'd you guys get that one where'd that come from selenium S-
1: selene
5: is it a, it's selenium. like an element
3: selenium's an element
0: yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> all right
1: but also <laughs> it's just like an element just general knowledge Any, of anywhere you hear
5: selene it's usually uh, the moon Oh, interesting. I'll remember that. Ken probably Celine. got it from Underworld. Yeah, that too.
3: I have a Selene uh, nasal solution that I wash my nasal cavity <laughs> out with sometimes.
0: And philophobia?
4: Um, yeah, we thought uh, it might have something to do with like philanthropy. Uh, so we'd say that this is uh, the opposite of our patrons and said the fear of charity.
5: And we said uh, this is the fear of love. It
4: is the fear
5: of love. <sighs>
4: We yeah. are getting crushed. You were right.
3: Well, that one might have been a little personal, guys. No. <laughs>
0: Siderophobia.
3: Yeah, this one, um, Siderophobia, you know, it, it reads like side. Uh, and we thought uh, this was just the fear of,
5: of side boob. And we said this is the fear of being caught with your side chick.
0: <laughs> Siderophobia is the fear of stars.
5: Oh, man. So Matt said these all have to do with nature. But, you know, if you're, if you're too out, far out in nature, you might lose your reception and not be able to download our podcast. So I get it, you know? Yeah.
0: Indeed. Uranophobia. Uh,
5: yes.
4: I, we had absolutely nothing for this one. And I literally can't think of even a joke answer. So we had nothing.
5: Yeah. We were talking about this one. And um, Jeff said maybe it had something to do with, like, Uranus, uh, the planet... Um, slash the the god that it's based off of, but we couldn't quite put it together. We said ultimately that it was the fear of the ocean.
0: Uh, you were closer with the Jupiter or the Uranus issue. It's actually the fear of sky or heaven.
5: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I was
1: pretty sure Neptune was the seas, but yeah, I couldn't right. remember what Uranus was with associated with.
0: Gynophobia.
3: Yeah, this one we sort of zeroed in on on the word gyno. Uh, you obviously think of gynecological um you know things and whatnot but uh we kind of
5: you're really comfortable with this conversation aren't you (laughs) yeah i
3: forget what he wrote well we we wrote one thing that but you know it's a little too too uh specific so we we're just gonna say women in general yeah we said women
0: yeah it is the fear of women androphobia
4: uh He had an idea it makes sense that it'd be robots uh androids me etc uh robots
5: and we uh, took the uh, opposite of gynophobia and said uh, fear of men.
0: What is the fear of men, oh.
5: guys? Wow.
0: Philemophobia.
3: Yeah, this one, uh, we, we thought it's a very distinct fear, um, something that a lot of Motown singers probably felt uh, in the 60s and 70s uh, and other people. And we said it's a
5: fear of Phil Spector. <laughs> <laughs> And we said it's the fear of having to attend a Philharmonic Orchestra performance.
0: It is actually the fear of kissing. Hmm.
5: hmm. Phil Spectre.
0: And lastly, lastly, this uh, Nyctophobia.
3: Nothing, Matt? No. All right. Well, we, thought, a, we thought this reminded us of uh, the Klaatu a Nicto from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, so we said it's the fear of giant metal alien robots. And we said death.
0: It's actually the fear of the dark or the fear of night. Mm. I'm not sure if uh, anybody caught on. There's a a theme going on with these answers. Birds and the bees the flowers and the trees and the Mm, moon up above. The thing called love.
3: Oh, wow. That's impressive.
0: The stars in the sky and a girl and a guy and the way they could kiss on a night like this.
5: And those Mm. are the lyrics to I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. Wow. Nice job, Peter. That was great. I just wish we knew more uh, more phobias. So uh, we picked up 25 points on that round over at uh, Illinois by Sufyan Stevens. LA Confidential only picked up 10. So that brings our total score to 105 and LA Confidential's to 100.
0: Round number two, question one. Facing your fears. In the REM song, Stand, the lyrics in the chorus direct you to face a couple of directions— once after you stand in the place where you live and again after you stand in the place where you work. What are those two directions?
3: This is one band I, mean, I don't know a lot about and I don't know their music that well
4: other than the you know and, the hits. Yeah and I can literally just hear stand in the place where you live over and over and yeah. I can't get to the next line. That's because that's where head. the
5: stop motion movie ends. I want to stand in the <laughs> middle of the street and let it pass me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name
3: of that lead singer from R.E.M.? Michael Stipe. Michael, Michael Stipe, Stipe,
5: right. He was the ice cream man in Pete and Pete,
4: that helps. Oh, that's right, that's right. that uh,
3: doesn't. <laughs> Matt, um, I'll just... You have
4: no idea, right? No, no, no. You can, All right, you can just I'll, I'll base it, it off of uh, Connie's kids and say North and West. Okay, that's fine.
5: Do you have any idea? I'm
1: trying to go through the song. And I'm
5: what just... about like standing in the place where you love or standing in the place where you are or something like that? Ooh, I don't how, know. How about that? Sure. Otherwise, I mean, I'm just guessing. Yeah,
1: that sounds... Standing in the place that you are sounds... Some like something.
5: Yeah, it's like accepting, you know, what, what's going on. Also, if you're going
1: stand in the place where you live, I mean, you're
5: usually there. So. Stand in the place where you... Okay, so we're going to say stand in the place where you love and stand in the place where you are.
3: Yeah, I think the lyrics stand in the place where you live and then is it I feel fine? That could be a different song. I don't know.
4: That's, that's a different song. Okay,
3: but anytime that he gets hurt at the doctor, like, are you okay? He's like, I feel fine. Um, we said corner and we said end. I have no idea.
0: Uh... Wow, I I I should probably clarify this question because uh, I I thought I was uh, pretty clear about facing a couple of directions. Mm -hmm. By directions, I mean cardinal directions.
4: Yeah, that's why I said north and west, (laughs) and Neil ignored me.
0: Your answers are north and west. Oh, sorry, Matt. Question number two, Life Goes On. In the television show Life Goes On, which aired from 1989 to 1993, one of the main characters named Corky had Down syndrome. Down syndrome is a genetic disorder that is caused by the presence of all or part of a third copy of a chromosome. Given that humans have twenty three pairs of chromosomes, what chromosome number is affected that leads to this disorder? Corky wasn't able to drink on the show, but not because of his disorder.
1: I want to talk about this. I'm I'm sure. You remember from last time?
5: Yeah. Okay. Especially given yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay.
3: So we're looking for which chromosome?
0: Correct.
4: Are you guys locked in?
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 21. Um, it says it's a 21st chromosome because they I've seen there's like shirts that talk about it and that kind of thing. Um I think also the show was rebooted and I think it's on Netflix now, but I'm not 100% sure. But I think it's 21.
5: Yeah, I was thinking 21 as well.
4: We can um, lock in with that. Yeah,
5: we'll lock in with that. Yeah, so we had this question the other day and um overwhelmingly people thought it was the final chromosome, the 23rd. Um, and then he said, no, you dummies. It's uh, the 21st, I'm pretty sure. And then he gave the hint about drinking as well. So we said 21.
0: The answer is 21. Next question. The category is the MCU. Avengers Endgame is the highest grossing film of all time, grossing nearly $2.8 billion worldwide, and was the most widely anticipated culmination of the story arc across the MCU. How many films occurred before Endgame?
5: Oh, man. All right, let's let's yeah. do it. Yeah, this is just gonna take a second here. Are we gonna, are we gonna write them all? Yeah, uh, that's what we're figuring out. Okay, uh, after some discussion, we're gonna go ahead and lock in here.
4: All right, so Matt,
3: um, the first thought I had was twenty two because mm-hmm. I remember going to the theater and they're saying this is the culmination of twenty two movies. Okay, but I'm not one hundred percent certain. So I went through the list, mm-hmm. and I have Iron Man one through three, Thor one yeah. through three, Cap one through three, which is nine uh avengers one and two which is uh, and i guess infinity war so that's uh 12 Uh, and then black panther captain marvel ant-man ant-man 2 homecoming hulk dr strange guardians one and two so that's nine that's 21 am i missing one
4: well, then, and that's the number you had in your head, right?
3: I had 22, and I don't know if it, with Infinity War, that's 22, or with, without it. I'm sorry, with Endgame, it's 22, or it's 22 before Endgame.
4: I think it's the one, I think it's the one before it. So you think just
3: go 21? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't think of a hero I'm missing, but all right, we're going to lock in with 21. Yep,
5: and Jeff and I compared our lists, and we came up with 21 prior to Endgame.
0: Right. Your answer is 21 prior to Endgame. Okay. There is a, I would have also accepted 22 because Far From Home is technically also considered part of that story arc, Mm -hmm. but technically, Far From Home released after Endgame. So I will have accepted either answer.
4: Right.
0: Your next category is going to be in music. Weird Al Yankovic is known for there usually being a song that does not change the lyrics of the original source material on his albums and is performed in the style of polka. Name either of the two albums of the 14 in his discography that do not have a polka song on it.
4: So the only, the only album I can think of is Bad Hair Day. Um, yeah, the only one I know is Running With Scissors, I think it's called. And that one I think definitely does have a polka song on it.
3: Okay, Do you want to go Bad Hair Day?
4: Yeah, I think that's the one that has the Coolio one on it. But, yeah,
1: Bad Hair Day. Yeah, um, I guessed Running With Scissors.
0: All right, your two answers are Even Worse or his self-titled album, Weird Al Mm Yankovic. Your next question is, category is the obligatory sports question. In Uh 1928, the hockey coach Lester Patrick actually came onto the ice and played goalie for his team in the Stanley Cup final. What team did he coach?
4: Sports questions from nineteen twenty eight. Come on.
3: <laughs> we got no one at goalie. We need a goalie here. Just guess. It, yeah, just take all a right. stab. I'm locked in. I would okay, I don't so, know anything about hockey. I would think it'd be one of the original six, right?
4: Yeah, so um and then in the twenties, I mean I know the Canadians won all the time, so they'd be probably in the finals. I I'm between the Canadians and the Bruins. I, I can't pick a Boston team. We're
5: going to <laughs> <gonna> go Canadians. <laughs> I respect that. Yep. Uh, Canadians were pretty dominant in early hockey. So we said Canadians.
0: The answer is the Rangers. Oh.
3: Oh,
5: the Rangers. Damn it. So we only picked up 20 of that first
3: five. How about you guys? Same. All right. So 120 to got 125. Got a pair of, pair of blackjacks.
0: All right. All right. Your next question is going to be in the category of Chicago. O'Hare International Airport was an innovation in airport design. It began as a manufacturing plant during World War II and has an airport code of ORD. However, the letter D does not appear in its name. Why is O'Hare abbreviated ORD?
1: We're good.
5: Okay. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty sure. Last time we went through O'Hare, you <laughs> told me this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not listening, Jeff. I'm too tired. It's five in the morning, Jeff. We
3: did not even <laughs> get started yet. ORD, Matt. Anything?
5: No. I. You know, and
4: I... Uh, I actually just booked a flight to ORD. Uh, I'll be there in January. Just so you guys know. Uh, Well, speaking of uh, you coming here, though, you're going to be here for Geek Bowl, right? I am going to be there for Geek Bowl. Yeah, so we're hosting.
3: So Geek Bowl's in Chicago this year. Peter will be here. Uh, He'll be able to come hang out. But uh, yeah, we're doing an event uh, the Thursday before Geek Bowl. More info coming soon. That's going to be a massive event with all of our friends at uh, Trivia Warfare. Complete the list. Misinformation. um, It's going to be like an an eyes wide
5: shut sort of thing, right?
3: Yeah, uh, mask uh, you have to bring a mask to the end. There's a, a password. Fidelio. Fidelio. And uh <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty fun. So we'll have more info on that. We part. hired a pianist. Yep, there'll be a pianist there. Uh as long as you get the password right uh, and you don't take off your mask, you'll be good. Um but uh yeah, we're excited about that. But the geek is coming up. But Matt, uh ORD always makes me think of Orlando for some reason. That's why I hate booking flights out of o- O'Hare. But uh That's you, why. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything? <laughs>
4: No, I mean, could D stand for, like, one of the, it could be, like, Dearborn or, um. He
3: did say something about, um, the airport being used for something else, right, originally? For manufacturing,
4: originally, but.
3: How about Dole, for that brand Dole that used to be in Illinois?
4: Sure. Okay.
3: Dole. Not Bob
4: Dole. Bob Dole.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure it's ORD because of, uh, it either was an orchard or the field that was there before was called orchard. So we just said orchard.
0: All right. The answer is it was called Orchard Field Airport. Oh. Mm-hmm. Next question. The category is going to be alphabet soup for nerds. Everyone knows that in this example of a URL, http colon slash slash www.trivialitypodcast.com. The www stands for World Wide Web. What do the initialisms URL and HTTP stand for? We need both of them. I uh, will accept either.
4: Oh, either. So, URL is less letters, so let's let's focus on that one. Could it be
3: like Universal Something Landing, like Universal no, I think it's Location? Um, oh, Universal Something Location, maybe. Mm -hmm. HTTP I'm thinking I don't know why but in my head I'm thinking hypertension toilet paper
4: no I think the T and the P because in an in in an FTP that'd be the file transfer protocol oh oh,
3: yes transfer protocol so definitely the
4: last it might be it might be hyperlink
3: hyperlink or high speed uh, I like transfer protocol
4: yeah I think that's the the T and the P at the end but I, I can't think of the others what
3: about hyper hyper something transfer protocol Uh,
4: hyper transit transfer protocol yeah maybe yeah that's fine hyper transit transfer protocol all
3: right and then url will say universal um reroute i don't know route landing
4: yeah universal route landing that sounds good
5: i think you said a few right things i think we were close what What did we have jeff um I think the
1: the first HT, I think, is hypertext. Uh, and I thought it might be transfer protocol. So we said hypertext transfer protocol. And the URL, um, I don't know that one offhand. So uh, universal routing location.
0: All right. URL stands for uniform resource locator. Mm. And the HTTP is hypertext transfer protocol.
3: Oh, uh, I like hypertension toilet paper better.
0: <laughs> I do,
3: too.
1: High, high tension toilet paper? <laughs> yeah. Deal. I feel really bad for you (laughs) if that's what you need all
0: right your next question is next question is going to be in the category of where are they now and what is it now this building was a multi-purpose sports arena for professional teams most notably the Houston Rockets until 1998 it held this name for an additional five bonus points what is that building now For another additional five bonus points, where did the Rockets play prior to moving to Houston?
5: What was the name of this category? Who's your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) Who
3: is your daddy and what does he do? Come on. Do it. Do it it now. (laughs) Do it now. Come on, you idiot. Punch my my fist through your stomach. You're (laughs) a f***ing choir boy compared to (laughs) me.
4: Just
5: like endless (laughs) amounts. You, if in, you like that impression. You love our I don't bonus know this episode. at all. The the Houston place, Houston Dome for all three answers. <laughs> we're locked in. So Matt, the where where
3: did the Let's start here cuz this is the easiest one. Where did the Rockets play before Houston?
4: Oh, I actually don't know that one. Oh, no, Matt. Uh, it wasn't Orlando I do know right? They currently play in the uh Toyota Center. Okay. Um so we do have that. <laughs>
3: Uh, <laughs> so we need to know what it was, what it is now, and then where did the Rockets play before? Now, if, can't. if they were the Rockets before, it had to have been somewhere that probably fires off rockets, right? Like Florida or something.
4: Yeah, you would think so. That
3: one town in know. October Sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good callback. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let you handle this one because it's kind of sports well, adjacent.
4: I, th- I think, I think that they 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 were from. It might be San Diego. Okay. Because there was a San Diego team, but I can't remember if they moved to be the Clippers. Um, with San Diego Rockets, does it, Does that make sense? I don't think it makes sense. Maybe because it's a military town. Yeah. So we'll say San Diego, Toyota Center, and I guess maybe just like, what would, what would a Houston stadium be called? Just like h h town stadium or
3: yeah h dome
4: the ate the the big h dome yeah and then toyota center in san diego
5: and we just put the houston dome
0: right they the building they used to play in was called the summit mm. Mm. it is now lakewood church cool. oh and the rockets before coming to houston played in san diego
3: oh nice do we get those five points
0: you do get those five points. And now, is Lakewood <laughs>
3: Church, is that, uh, what, 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 what's, what's, what's Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. Okay.
0: Yep. All right. The next question is going to be in the lower class. What animal has lower classifications such as African, chinstrap, and crested? I'd even accept the answer as given by Benedict Cumberbatch.
3: Oh, we can lock in, Matt.
4: <laughs> All right. There's a clue that you'll get. Yeah, we and do. Jeff too. and Ken. Yeah.
3: And we're going to lock in with the, uh, Penguin. We said uh, (laughs) it's penguins.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is penguins or penguins.
3: Penguins. Penguins. All
0: right. Your last question before the final is going to be in That's Punny. In this animated TV show, the opening credits always display a building known as the store next door because the storefront is an ever-revolving set of businesses and is never the same in any opening sequence. It has had such occupants as... A Fridge Too Far, Used Appliances, I'd Hit that Boxing Gym, and Scroter-Rooter Vasectomy Clinic.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're locked in. <laughs> Scroter-Rooter. Yeah, did you forget that one? That one's priceless.
4: Hmm. Do you know, Matt? Yeah, it's a show that you should watch. That you always say that you would like and then you never do. It's. Uh, Bojack? I believe it's Bob's Burgers. Oh, Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I do want to see that.
5: Oh, my God. Lynn, please. Uh, it's Bob's Burgers. Kids, oh, my God.
0: It is Val's Burgers. I just realized Ken does a really good. Uh, I was going to say John Benjamin. Version yeah. of that. that
3: might yeah, be his H.
1: best John impression.
5: Benjamin. One of them. Uh, after that second round, uh, Illinois by Sufyan Stevens climbs to 165. That's me and Jeff. And LA Confidential, Matt and Neil, is at 145. So the game is definitely within reach.
0: All right. Your categories for the final round. Category number one is going to be in 90s music. Hmm. Number two to be in kitties or kittens category number three is going to be in computers category number four is going to be in scuba diving category number five is tv shows
5: and our wagers are now in so let's continue on to the questions
0: all right so for your final round uh, i tried to commission questions from various people i know so for this first one is from my best friend Marathi in 90s music This song is widely interpreted on its surface lyrics of, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. However, this song was also written in anticipation of fatherhood and about being sent forth from the womb as if by a bouncer clearing out a bar. What song is this, and what band released this hit song in 1998? Question number two is for my friend Sarah. In Asia and Africa, they're leopards. In the Americas, they're jaguars. All of these species belong to which genus? not to be confused with a metal band that was active from 1981 to
1: 2003.
0: Next one is going to be from my husband, Mark. In business, CRM is an approach to handle a company's interaction with current and potential clients, ultimately driving sales growth. What does CRM stand for?
1: Good.
0: Okay. Question number four is from my friend Nikki. In scuba diving, the diver down flag is used on the surface of the water to indicate that there is currently a diver below the surface. In the US, you can see this flag displayed at businesses to indicate that there are services for divers. What are the colors of this flag? Note that I am not asking about the flag used internationally because this flag is not used in the US.
5: Okay, go ahead.
0: Right, and for your last question, actually this question is for you boys. What TV show that just premiered its 14th season in September of this year is now tied with The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet as the longest running live action sitcom in American TV history.
5: Okay, we will discuss and we'll be back with our answers.
0: I'm Jane Perlez, longtime
3: foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for the New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. Plus, my pal and noted China historian, Rana Mitter, joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart
4: and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th.
2: Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart-Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
5: And our answers are now locked in with the little uh, transition sound that i like to drop in there. And uh, we'll move on to uh, finding out how we did. All right. Question
0: number one. This is for Rathi. What song is this and what band released this hit song in 1998 with the lyrics of you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
5: So uh, we're going to start over here at Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Uh, We wagered 30. Actually, we wagered 30 all the way down. We just threw our chips into into the center of the table here. And uh, we think that's closing time by Semisonic.
3: Yeah, we wagered 30 as well. And we went closing time by Semisonic. The
0: answer is closing time by Semisonic. Question number two for Sarah. This is Kitties. In Asia and Africa, they're leopards. In the Americas, they're jaguars. All of these species belong to which genus?
5: Uh, um, ag- again, for 30, uh, we know jaguars are, are Neil's favorite animal. But we believe these are uh, in the uh, genus of Panthers uh, for the metal band Pantera. So we said Pantera.
4: Oh, that makes sense. Um, we wagered zero, so it didn't really matter. And the only metal band I could think of that had cats at the time was uh, deaf leopards. So we said leopards.
0: Right. The answer is Pantera. I will
1: accept
3: Pantera as well.
1: Okay. Yeah, because Ken and I were thinking about that, and, and we think that's right about when Dimebag Daryl died, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dimebag yep. Daryl?
1: Yeah. The the Rest lead in guy. Peace. From oh. Pantera. He was, the, he was the guitarist? Yeah. Oh.
0: Question number three. This is for Mark. What does CRM stand for?
1: Uh, we wagered another thirty on this. Um, I have a button somewhere on my desktop that just says CRM, and it launches our uh, customer relationship manager. So that's what we went with.
4: Uh, we wagered ten. Uh, something that I looked up recently. It's uh, customer relationship manager.
0: Yep, customer relationship manager or management. Question number four for Nikki. What are the two colors of this diver down flag used in scuba diving?
5: Uh, yeah, we have a uh, scuba shop around here, and I just had to like dig into my memory to see if I could subconsciously pull something. I just said yellow and blue. I don't know. For thirty points.
3: Yeah, we wagered zero. We weren't really sure. We knew this is probably a flag that Scuba Gooding Jr. would use um, when he goes <laughs> diving. Um, but uh, we weren't sure. And we just figured because Peter is wearing our Triviality t-shirt from Inkton and Screened and it's orange and white, that we'd go orange and white.
0: Your two colors are red and white. Is that All a, right. A few Last good questions.
1: Not, what, What's the one where he's a diver?
5: Uh, a, Met Met of of a man honor. of honor. A man of honor, that's right. Yeah, with De Niro. Well worth not watching. <laughs> you uh, you want to go in the water? <laughs> come on. Come come in the water come with the- me. The water's nice. Put on the helmet.
3: Depressurize. You. <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> You're good, you. All right. Question number five is for you, boys. What TV show just premiered its 14th season in September of 2019 and is now tied with *The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet* as the longest-running live-action sitcom in American TV history?
1: Um, a show which the title is a complete 180 from our normal disposition. We said uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Would you wager? 30. 30, oh,
3: 30 the way down, right. We wagered 30 as well, and, uh, yeah, we thought the only show we could think of that is, lasted that long that's a comedy is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: The answer is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Good job.
5: All right, that will conclude the game. Uh, looks like L.A. Confidential ended up with 215, boosted their score a little bit, but uh, by not enough, because we gained 90 points in that final round to end up with 255, making us... The cream of the crap. The cream will
0: rise to the top, oh yeah.
5: Good game. Good yeah, game. Thank you. Thank you. Hard fought, gentlemen. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Good questions. Yes, thank you, Peter. All credit to Peter. And, and his friends yeah. who helped him out. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Did you have a good yeah, time? Yeah, I know I
0: made round one easy, and I know I ramped up the difficulty significantly from
5: the swing round. Yeah, no, the no, swing no, round fine. was tough, but I think we learned a lot. Still easier
3: than Benedict Humberbatch <sighs> trying to say penguin. Penguins. <laughs> that's true uh peter uh would you like to give your friends a shout out one more time we gave you the questions and anyone else that yeah. uh, that helps you
0: i'll give my friends a shout out to uh, to rafi sarah nikki and my husband mark and then uh, a shout out again to dozen rush and ryan clef myers for helping me out uh, with these questions making sure that they weren't too inappropriately difficult
3: yeah that's our that's our mo though any question as long as it's inappropriately difficult do you still have that question offhand that was super hard?
0: Yep.
5: Let's see if that we. That question can, was see uh, if can originally
0: going to be a question from me. Um, it is. There are many styles of knitting and intricate patterns to be found in this spectacular hobby. What technique incorporates multiple colors, creating patterns that oftentimes repeat themselves, and is named after one of the Shetland Islands?
5: Knit one, purl two. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah, right. That know. is too hard. I wouldn't have ever gotten that. Yeah, what's the answer?
0: Yeah, the answer is Fair Isle.
3: Fair Isle. Oh, oh that's right. I, Peter, I remember you wrote in, because uh, we got a, a crocheting question, I believe, wrong, because because you in, uh, engage in that, right?
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, and I will say that your sweater, needle is actually an example of Fair Isle.
5: Oh. If it were actually knit and not printed on a tent, Correct. tent fabric. <laughs> <laughs> on a piece of plastic. Yeah.
0: yeah, Fair Isle patterns are seen most commonly on Christmas sweaters and skiing sweaters and stuff like that
5: i like that all right well that'll conclude today's episode another big thanks to peter and thank you for your support and uh for matt jeff neil and myself that was triviality that, that, what kind of eggs does gwyneth paltrow hand out on uh, easter <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke jade ones that's a clean joke.
3: Where does she hide them? <laughs> the, East, the Easter Bunny can't find Gwyneth Paltrow's eggs to hand out. Oh.